In America, we don't turn to government to restore our souls. We put our faith in Almighty God. You voted to make America great again. We are making America greater than ever before, and it's happening before your eyes. We will rekindle new faith in our values, new pride in our history, and a new spirit of unity that can only be realized through love for our great country. The American people voted to reject this corrupt globalism. This is the most important election in the history of our country. And yet, despite all of our greatness as a nation, everything we have achieved is now in danger. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. And when I'm reelected, the best is yet to come.
goosebumps yet? You got those goosebumps watching this video? Good. Because that's what it was supposed to do. That's what it was designed to do. To give you hope. To give you a positive outlook on what's to come. And like he always says, this is just the beginning. We will make America great again, again, ladies and gentlemen. I'd say that this is his message to all of us, that he's back. What a great video put out by President Donald J. Trump on Truth Social. And let me just tell you something, folks. He put that video out, and he put it out with this quote. During my four years in the White House, I didn't use everybody's favorite airplane, the Boeing 757 we campaigned on for our big 2016 win. Now it has been completely modernized. It has been completely renovated and it looks great. All done in the great state of Louisiana, he said, and coming back to the skies in fall of 2022 or maybe sooner. Get ready! Exclamation point. President Donald J. Trump is a master of bringing hope. He's a master at positivity. He's a master at TV. He's a master at production. He's a master at giving you goosebumps. He's a master at teasing. And that's exactly what he's doing here, folks. He's letting you, all of us know, the people that understand Donald Trump's language, much like the only people that understood the parables in Jesus's time were those who believed and understood and believed the words that he was saying. There are only... uh, uh, Only Trump supporters understand what that video represents. Now, there are going to be some negative Nancys out there. I understand. There are going to be people out there that go, well, he better hurry up because we can't take much more of this. Folks, unfortunately, we can take a lot more. The United States is poised and able and strong enough to take a lot more than we're enduring right now. I told you on November 5th, I told you on January 6th, and I told you on January 20th, that we were going to experience bumps and bruises. We were going to experience black eyes and beatdowns. It was going to happen. But I also told you something that I was met with a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of controversy with uh, when I said it, was that we would survive even four years of what we were about to see because this country was that strong. Now, I'm not saying I want to, and I'm not saying that we're going to survive, I mean that we're going to experience much, uh, uh, much more. All I am saying is when he puts out a video like that, that lets you know that he is saying to us, I'm coming back with a cape on, and this time I'm going to make America great again much more than we did in 2016. That's him saying that. 
the great ultra MAGA king. Folks, I know that was a big cold open, but you are locked and loaded right here on Live from America, and I am your ever-so-humbled, God-fearing, and God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot, coming to you from the Live Free or Die Granite state of New Hampshire. And after last night's show, and after seeing that ad, and that video, and after getting ready this morning, I'm here to let you know that we are kicking it into another gear that I didn't even know we had. I don't know if you watched last night's show, but if you did not, you've seen a gear that I didn't even know we had. And maybe that was because I talked to each and every one of you. Uh, not, not each and every one of you, but so many of you on the phone last night. Uh, we are going to be raising some money today. Before we get into anything else, I have to tell you, we will be raising money today. So outside of the hundred that's already been donated, unless you specify otherwise, and there's another 25 right there, unless you specify otherwise, we are going to, to raise money today for Christopher Stinger. Now, Christopher Stinger watches the show. His family watches the show. They just had an LFA MAGA baby, ladies and gentlemen, and they're going and they're dealing with some, some issues right now, and we need to help them. I want to read you this email. Dear Jeremy from Christopher, I hate to ask for anything, but we need help. I was hoping maybe we could get help getting a generator as a tornado has gone through our city. We recently just had an LFA baby. baby. Yes, they did. And my wife has lost her job, and we've lost our babysitters as well. Please help us. Christopher, I want to let you know that I am going to release a little bit more than I normally do, $500, $500 out of the Slurp Fund. So if anybody would like to help any way you can, a dollar, $5, let us know in the notes section on the Rumble Rants what it's going for, and, uh, and, and, and we'll get it to the, right, uh, to the right place. But right now, we want to focus on helping one of our own. We cannot have an LFA baby out there with no babysitters, an LFA baby out there with no electricity. We want to get this done as soon as possible. So just to let you know, we are raising money for Christopher Stinger today uh, and, and his family and that LFA baby, okay? So uh, let's, see, let's see the action. All right, let's see the action happen and let's get them a good and strong generator. And like I said, I've already put in 500 and somebody just put in 550. Our goal is 1500. You really want a good, good generator. It's going to cost a lot these days if you can even get them. Okay, so that's our goal today. Uh, here's another email today from Tracy Augustine. I called her yesterday. She says, I am bummed I missed your phone call. I thought you were somebody calling about my car warranty. If it's a 603 number, it's probably from me. If it's a 603 number, it's probably from me. Okay, here we go. Um, but I wanted to just say it made my day. Of course, I left a voicemail. I was having a low date, a low day, and you picked me up. I'm glad you got the book for Lily. I feel your anger and frustration this week, and I get it. I feel the same way. We have to keep fighting, though. See you tonight. God bless you and all of the LFA family. Tracy Augustine, better known as Eagle Fight from Kansas. Tracy, we love you. God bless you, and I'm glad I was able to give you a phone uh, phone call yesterday. I would ask our, our producer, Eli, to keep track of everything outside of the $125 that initially came in, who it's going for, and, uh, and how much we raise, please. I'd also like to show you guys this picture. Check this out. Two pictures, all right? That's a, tr- that's a semi, as you can see, but right here, Right here on the semi, it says, you can't beat God. Hold on, there's another picture. 
right there on top of the bed. It says, you can't beat God. Now, there's a story that goes behind this. Let me read it to you as you guys are sharing the, the Rumble link out. I just want to say I'm very appreciative of everything you do for us Americans to get us the truth. Keep spreading the word of the Lord. It is amazing when the Lord speaks to you, and I feel it. I got laid off from my job 16 and a half years ago. I got so depressed. I started thinking very bad thoughts, and the Lord spoke to me and told me I had much to do, and too many people depended upon me. So I pushed my talents to the only thing I knew, which was truck driving, and I now am the owner and operator today, getting my feet wet, as they say. As soon as everything balances out with me, I'll be increasing my monthly donations to the show. I used your phrase, you can't beat God, on the side of my truck. I hope you don't mind says james water sexy bean is his handle do i mind do i mind that you spread the gospel on your truck heck no spread that gospel sir get it out there you can't beat god and i am very very appreciative for that email and for you letting me know also i did a live video this morning on getter and on locals if we once we reach thirty thousand rumble followers Rumble followers. We're almost there. We're only about a thousand away. 30,000 Rumble followers and 500 locals followers. We're going to give away every day for, for uh, every day of the week for 60 days. I'm going to give away an autographed, an autographed Dave Bray USA and Jeremy Harrell Armor of God CD. They are in, they are on the store. They're available for purchase now. Autographed. $5.99. We'll get them out to you as soon as we possibly can. But once we get to those 30,000 followers on Rumble, we're going to give away every day. One day at one CD every day. And I'm going to order those Armor of God wooden handcrafted plaques. And we're going to give away one a week. Because I think that we should all grow together. And I think we should show kindness and compassion. And it's fun to win a prize. Especially when it's random and you're not expecting it. So I want to give a big shout out to everybody out there helping uh, me do that. Let's go to the verse of the day today. Big shout out, Donnie C. God bless you, Patriot Donnie. God bless you, Lisa Knack, when I love you all. Let's go to the verse of the day today that says, How strong is your word? Think about that real quick. How strong is your word? Verse of the day comes from Matthew 5, 34 through 37. Please grab your Bibles. Go to the New Testament. Matthew 5, 34 through 37. But I say, do not make any vows. Do not say, by heaven, because heaven is God's throne. And do not say, by earth, because the earth is his footstool. And do not say, by Jerusalem, for Jerusalem is the city of the great king. Do not even say, by my own head, for you can't turn one hair white or black. Just say a simple, yes, I will, or no, I won't. Anything beyond this is from the evil one. Now, we've all done it. We've all said, I swear to God, or we've all said, on my mother's grave, and I'm telling you the truth, please, prom- I promise you, but God says that's a big no-no. Now, when he says vows, he's not talking about saying vows to your wife or your husband. He's talking about vows in the way of a promise or something like that. Vows or promises are, and uh, promises are common. But Jesus told his followers not to use them. Their word alone should be enough. Are you known as a person of your word? Truthfulness seems so rare. 
that we feel we must end our statements with, I promise or I swear. If we tell the truth all the time, we will have less pressure to back up our words with an oath or a promise. This is something that we can all work on. For some reason, society has taught us that our word of yes or no isn't enough. God says it is. When you are walking in the full grace of the Lord, you are an ambassador of his word. You will never be perfect at it, so don't try. This is why you have a Bible and the words of Jesus to repeat. However, you represent him and the truth. So just be direct and bold with your answers and your statements, just like God wants you to come to him in prayer. It's not up to you who it offends or who wants more of a commitment. You do what God wants you to do. Don't try to please others. Just help them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Your word is good enough. No more, I promise you I'll do it. I said I swear I'll do it. I swear to God, on my mother's grave. No, 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 no. You don't have to do that. Just say yes, I will, or no, I won't, and that is enough, okay? Let's go to the Lord in prayer, folks. Please remove your hats if you're wearing one. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Folks, if you would please do me the favor of sharing that Rumble link, we have a great guest on today, a future host of a show right here on LFA TV, and that is Mike Crispy. He will be coming in today to help me do a little co-hosting about some of these topics that we're going to get into today, but let's get into them now. The first and foremost section, please lift your cups up, and let's have our first slurp. Now, we've had a lot to celebrate lately. We have had an absolute... Uh, bucket full of wins to celebrate lately. And I think, and, and, and if you ask me my opinion, the biggest and most important win that we've had recently is the overturning of Roe v. Wade. All right? Now, God told us that that was going to happen. We knew two years ago. We knew three years ago when Donald Trump started getting all of these Supreme Court picks, the first thing that came across so many of our minds was overturning Roe v. Wade. Amen? I, I, would, I would say it's safe to assume that a lot of us felt that way when we saw Donald Trump getting all of these uh, uh, Supreme Court picks. Now, God said it was going to happen, but we didn't know when it was going to happen. And just like in God fashion, out of nowhere, we get a leaked opinion. Now, check this out. Had we not got that leaked opinion, then the overturning of Roe v. Wade would have been a complete surprise out of nowhere, just like God likes to do. That was the biggest win that the United, uh, the United States seen in 50 years, whether it's by war or whether it's by, um, by policy change or by law. It was the biggest win we saw in 50 years. Why? Because we started getting rid of these abortion clinics. We start getting rid of these murder clinics that kill God's blessings. It's, it was such a big win, such a big win. And I got to tell you this too, folks. I got to tell you this too. I told you if it wasn't for the liberals crying about what the state of Mississippi did, then they would have never seen an overturning of Roe v. Wade. This started and ended with their cries and their screams to the skies. And I'm absolutely in love with that. 
But let's go back to the great state of Mississippi where it all started to begin with because I am proud to announce that the very last abortion clinic in Mississippi has finally closed. I can hear the standing ovation by the angels in heaven. I can hear all of you, all of you celebrating in your home as I said that. And let me say it one more time. The last abortion clinic in the state of Mississippi has closed. And you want to know how biblical this is? You want to know how biblical this is? Ironically, it's the same exact abortion clinic that led the charge to overturning Roe v. Wade in the beginning. Yes, if it wasn't for this clinic and these communist Marxist baby killers from this very clinic crying and screaming to the sky that they wanted to dismember and murder more babies, then we would have never seen an overturning of Roe v. Wade to begin with. Uh, So we need to thank you. We need to thank you, you crying to the sky, screaming, crybaby, Marxist, communist liberals. Thank you very much, because if it wasn't for you complaining to begin with, this never would have happened. And this is just another baby-killing clinic that we've got off of this planet. And that, ladies and gentlemen, deserves to be celebrated. Amen? Let's get into this. The last abortion clinic in Mississippi has officially shut down. A day before a trigger ban against almost all abortion procedures is poised to take effect in the state, which is today, following the SCOTUS' decision last month to overturn Roe v. Wade. The clinic was at the center of the controversial Dobbs versus Jackson's women's health organization that caused it all to begin with. Shannon Brewer, the clinic's director, told the Washington Post in May about plans to relocate to New Mexico where abortion procedures are still legal. Not for long. Dubbed the Pink House for its bubblegum pink exterior walls, you know, to lure young mothers in to kill the babies and tell them it was the greatest thing next to slice, uh, since sliced bread. The clinic has been the epicenter of the nation's fight over abortion and the last abortion center in operation in the state. Praise God. And you know what I say? Let's go after every single one of the rest of them. Every single one of them are nothing but a house of ill repute, and we need to get rid of them. They're baby-killing clinics, and they'll have a curse of their own. But we need to rid this world of that kind of crap. So big, big shout-out to the state of Mississippi, and you know they're going to get it before I even said it. You know that they're eligible, so let's go ahead and give the state of Mississippi the Smarty Award of the day. Smarty Award of the Day goes to the state of Mississippi. If it wasn't for those um, citizens of Mississippi fighting so hard, we would not have seen an overturning of Roe v. Wade. So, big shout out to them, and I'm going to lift up my cup, as a matter of fact, and give you a big toast as well. Moving right along, we've got a new nickname. We've got a new nickname for somebody. Um, Actually, he's a failed governor. He's a weak governor, and he is so deceptive that the stupid Swamp Donkey Democrat Party is going to distance themselves from Joey Applesauce and put all of their cards behind Governor Gavin Newsom, or should we call him Governor Gaslight? That's his new nickname here on LFA. Governor Gaslight. That's all he does. He gaslights and he tells everybody how great California is and how bad everywhere else is. As a matter of fact, he once said that the state of Montana 
was so bad that he uh, he banned a travel to the state for its anti-transgender policies, if you remember that. He got on there with his big, fake, crooked smile, his charismatic ways, just like Obama, telling you how great California is and how bad Montana is, and you shouldn't visit Montana. Matter of fact, he did everything but banned travel to Montana because of its anti-transgender policies. But guess what? Guess what? Governor Gaslight himself is visiting and vacationing in Montana right now. There he is. Look at that crooked, charismatic, charismatic smile. Oh, that guy. If the, if, if the devil was ever in the flesh, it is Governor Gaslight Newsom. Governor Gavin Newsom traveled to Montana with his family despite a state-funded travel ban to the treasure state for its so-called anti-LGBTQIA pedo plus uh, policies. Quote, Montana is being added to California's state-funded travel restrictions. List as a result of House Bill 112 and Senate Bill 215. Signed into law on May 7th, House Bill 112 prevents transgender women and girls from participating in school sports consistent with their gender identity. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. It, it bars them from competing, not participating, competing. Two very different things. Signed into law on April 22nd, Senate Bill 215 overrides existing state and local laws and policies that prohibit discrimination against LGBTQIA pedo plus Americans. Is the plus supposed to be pedo? I don't know. Maybe it is. I just like saying it because they're guilty of screwing kids. It threatens to, among other effects, allow businesses to refuse a broad range of services to same-sex couples because of their sexual orientation alone. Anyway, that was him crying and screaming to the sky about how no more state-funded trips to Montana were going to happen. Meanwhile, takes his communist Marxist family there. Governor Gaslight is a liar. Governor Gaslight thinks he's going to be the president of the United States, and he's going to have to go up against uh, Big Papa Trump. That's right, the ultra-MAGA king, Donald J. Trump, after that, uh, after that uh, plane campaign ad, I, uh, I think it's pretty safe to say that uh, the MAGA king is definitely coming back. Uh, before we bring in our guest for the day, folks, you know we got to do it. We got to highlight sponsors. We've got MyPillow.com, Mike Lindell out there fighting his butt off for the United States of America, putting everything on the line. So don't forget to use the promo code LFA there and check out those new summer sandals. It literally looks like you're walking on a my pillow. They're so thick. Check those out and use the LFA promo code. And, ladies and gentlemen, uh, start securing some of your savings and your nest eggs in Gold Co. Again, these guys already, already sponsor a bunch of conservatives out there. They even sponsor Sean Hannity, as much as I don't like that guy. But the fact of the matter is, they understand that conservatives are the ones with money. They also understand that conservatives are the ones that are at risk of losing all their money So, because the Democrats are trying to redistribute everything and tax the crap out of them. And look, at even Jeff Bezos has got something to say about Joe Biden and the way the White House is running the economy. So just do yourself a favor. Either put your money in real estate or put it in gold and put it in silver and put it in things that you can control. So call 855-559-3433 or go to goldco.com slash LFA and let them know that we sent you. And you don't have to do everything, but just do a little bit. Hide some, uh, hide some uh, gold or palladium or silver underneath your pillow. You never know when you might need it. Matter of fact, the other thing that you might want to do is invest in cigarettes and booze because in time, in times of distress and uh, when everybody loses everything, those are great bartering 
um, you know, objects to have. So anyway, I would like to uh, go and bring in our guest of the day today. He is going to be a future host here on LFA TV. You guys probably have seen him before on RSBN or across his social media platforms, but I would like to welcome to the show Mr. Mike Crispy, uh, whose new show on uh, LFA TV come September will be called Unafraid. Mike, how you doing, my friend? God bless you. What is going on, man? It's great to be with you. It's great to make a debut today on LFA and, and thank you for everything that you're doing, man. It's really incredible. Hey man, thank you for everything you're doing. I mean, there's a reason why God put people like you and myself together and other great uh, people coming on LFA TV. It's because we're kind of like the Island of misfit toys. You know what I mean? We didn't quite fit in everywhere else because there was a narrative that was either needed to be ran and you didn't want to follow it, or they didn't want to let you be you. And that's the problem with news today is nobody is themselves. So just kind it's, of talk on yeah. that real quick. Yeah, it's just a bunch of talking heads spouting out points that are given to them in nice, orderly fashion, note cards. But we're not going to do that. I know you don't do that. I know I've never done that. Yep. And that sometimes rubs people the wrong way. These TV executives and these radio people, and they want you to sound a certain way, look a certain way, but that's not in step with the of what the everyday working men and women want to hear, Jeremy. They want to hear what's really going on, and they know it's not what they're seeing on Fox. You mentioned Hannity, you know, and that blowhard. They know that's not the reality of what's going on, and that's why they tune into things like LFA and like the alternate conservative media, and that alternate media is actually becoming the new mainstream. No, I, I 100% agree. And when I when I did when I started this show, and when I and I started putting this network idea together, I said, you know what? There are a bunch of people out there like me, and we're all kind of like scattered. It's like we're just thrown up against the wall. Every and we, if we brought it all together, the power of what we could, what we had, what the power we would have in our audiences alone, because they're so loyal and so action yeah. itemed, uh, it, we'd be unstoppable. And so I got a hold of you, and of course you become very familiar with the show. You become very familiar with the LFA family, and uh, and and there's a reason I asked you to come into it because I think that you're going to identify with them. They're going to identify with you and the and your audience as well. And I think together we can just grow the family and really change the world. One hundred percent. And what you're doing is incredible. You've been a trailblazer for it. And you know, with my time, you mentioned it when I was coming in with RSBN. You know, you go around and you talk to the people out there, right? The people who are waiting in lines at Trump rallies for 10 hours, yeah. 15 hours, right? Those people want to tune into Rumble. They're they're taking the time to wait hours and hours to get into a Trump rally. You think they're going to go out of their way to go to Rumble to hear the real news and what's really going on? Of, of course, course they they're doing of it. Of course they So are. in more and more uh, numbers, people are coming to Rumble and platforms like LFA and stuff like that, because they want to hear the truth. So we have an obligation. If it's put into our hearts, if it's put into our minds, we got to go out there and give them a product that is professional, informative, and real. And that's exactly what we're going to do. And I just got done running for uh, Congress. We almost took it. And now I'm back here and you hit me up at the exact right time. It was, it really was, uh, you know, perfect timing. And now we're ready to go. We're going to have a lot of fun doing it. Well, I uh, I agree, and I'm I'm so glad to have you here. And and to be honest with you, if we can get you if we can get you going before September, we might even get you going before September. I mean, you look like you're ready to roll, and uh, and I will have that conversation uh, off air. But I want to actually hold you here today to actually do some stories with me. I want to bounce these stories off you, see what you yeah. feel about these things, because um, 
First of all, do you think, do you believe the same thing that I believe that the Democratic Party is distancing themselves from Joe Biden as fast as they can? And do you think that they're going to push themselves behind a Gavin Newsom? Is that going to be the next devil that we're going to have to go and take down? Well, they can't put in Kamala, right? Because Kamala (laughs) Harris, every time she opens up her mouth, she says something that literally makes the first African-American, Indian-American, whatever they want to identify her as that day, they make it look worse for every other uh, Democrat minority that wants to be in office. So they can't put her in the president. She's failed that test 100%. Then you got the next in line to the succession is Nancy Pelosi. And Nancy Pelosi, I mean, oh my goodness, between her husband and her pictures of herself on the beach the other day, where she's on the beach in in Italy, just just disgusting. I saw that. And she got her doing that, but her constituents are suffering. She's next in line. So they got to look outside. So what are you going to do, Jeremy? You're going to put in Pete Buttigieg, a 35-year-old mayor from South Bend, Indiana, who his only credential is he was the first gay mayor, I guess, of a mid-sized town. You make him a cabinet official. How's the transportation going? Not too good. So it's going to be Newsom. I thought, you know, I've been saying, who are the Democrats going to nominate? Who are they going to nominate? The tea leaves are there. It's going to be Newsom. They're doing these. He's doing these commercials, right? He did a July 4th commercial. Come to California. California is so amazing. You're going to come here and you're going to pay $8 for gas. You're going to walk past homeless people shooting up needles in the street. But you're going to love it because we're a free state of California. It's like, come on. He's going to be the guy. And he's going to be the guy because he looks good. He's a good looking guy. He's smooth talking. He's going to be the guy to run against Trump. So Governor Gaslight, as you call him, uh, is about to get lit up by Trump in 2024. No, I agree. And and to be honest with you, we got to get ahead of it now. You know what I mean? And I know Trump's on. I know Trump knows what's going on. But we, we the people, the we, the, we the people that are fighting for Trump in a, in a way we did not, we weren't able to do in 2016 because we weren't mobilized. We didn't have the 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 infrastructure of the of the warriors that we have now, the precinct committee men and, and these people running and taking over school boards. That didn't exist. Trump had to pretty much do it all by himself. That's why when I played that, that plane campaign ad, that's what I'm trying to call it, the plane campaign ad, when I played that this morning for the cold open, I, it, it's, it's giving me a whole new sense of, okay, it's going to be bigger than 2016. So we got to do our parts, and I think we got to start hammering Newsom now. We got to start letting the independents know, the people who don't do this breathe and sleep politics like we do every day who might see Gavin Newsom on TV with his perfect smile and his beautiful hair and his Hollywood look and they go wow look at that guy and and I I honestly believe that he can dupe people the same way that uh, Obama duped people in in 2008 he duped me he made me he's think almost that this, you yeah. know he's the vanilla Obama we'll call him that he's the vanilla Obama <laughs> you know I mean Gavin Newsom listen he was at that. Remember when he was at that restaurant during the COVID lockdown? Yes. If I was running yep. against Gavin Newsom every single day, yep. I would play the footage, the pictures and the footage I was out there of him sitting at that five star restaurant, thousand bucks a plate eating there. And he said, oh, it was uh, it was outside. Really, it wasn't outside. There's no outdoor seating at that restaurant. He's eating there while his people are locked down into submission, not able to work, not able to move around. Uh, California was literally the worst state in the union for all this stuff. And now he's going to go turn around and be the president. So just the fact that people think on the Democrat side that they're going to go vote for Gavin Newsom, independents are going to come out for Gavin Newsom. It goes to show how little they think about the common men and women out there, that they're going to be so easily duped. So it's on us and it's on everybody to get out there and say, no, 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 no. This guy is a non 
starter because he's an empty vessel. He's a good looking empty vessel that they're going to put socialist ideas in. And then he's going to spout it out like Joe Biden's doing. But when they put it in Joe Biden's head, he can't get the words. <laughs> no, out. It, that it, test. no, that's it, why they can't run him again. When you put it when you put it in Joe Biden's head, I got a soundbite here. It actually comes out sounding like this. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international depression. <laughs> <laughs> that's and how it got sounds. worse from there. And it's yeah. only got worse from there. I'm Jill's husband. Oh, anyway, and he just gives up. All right. Uh, I, I want to keep you here. I want to get to this next story, but I want to keep you uh, uh while I read it and, and bring you back in because yeah. it, it concerns the DOJ, excuse me, it concerns the DOJ and how they're uh, yesterday. I got really riled up. I got really riled up here on live from America because I got sick and tired of watching mean Jean Corrine not answer questions. She's asked at the podium, these people that work because we pay them and they have power because we give them. And they're not going to answer a question that we asked them. I'd be damned if I sat there and allowed that to happen. I got super heated over that yesterday. But I'm going to get even more heated when I tell you this story. Because now, Merrick Garden Gnome Garland, in all of his his illegitimacy running that DOJ, that corrupt Department of Justice, they are now denying FOIA requests by Americans, by the way, which we have the absolute right to this information, He is now denying a Freedom of Information Act request on information pertaining to Ray Epps and why he was removed from the FBI wanted list. Now, I want to kind of bring people back a little bit so they can kind of, you know, re-familiarize themselves with who Ray Epps is. Back in June 18 of 2021, actually the Gateway Pundit and Revolver, uh, Darren Beatty, we're all over this. They were like really the first national news website to post on this mysterious Ray Epps character and his bizarre antics uh, and, and, and how he was probably and possibly a fed. And then as we got deeper into it, people like Tucker started picking up on it. The larger news stations started picking up on it, even though they're a day late and a dollar short. And on the eve of the January 6th protests, he was out there saying, storm the Capitol, go into the Capitol. But yet people with much less uh, crimes or involvement were getting ambushed by the FBI. They were knocking down their door with battering rams, handcuffing them, throwing them in the D.C. gulag. Meanwhile, people like Ray Epps were just out there floating around like nothing was wrong at all, like nothing was happening at all. And now we've got four-year requests in from Judicial Watch, Tom Fitton, and many, many others who are wanting to know why he was taken off the FBI list, where the heck he is, what's going on with him, and uh, it was actually denied. Merrick Garden Gnome Garland and the FBI denied the request because they were concerned, get this, for Ray Epps' privacy. We've got people rotting in the D.C. gulag without due process, not given bail, no visitors, but yet we want to, we're concerned about Ray Epps' privacy. This is the same group that sent 20 armed agents and military vehicles to arrest Hundreds of Americans across the country for walking into or even near the Capitol. Heck, they knocked on my door just when I was wrapping up a live show one day to try to intimidate me. And they knew I wasn't in that Capitol building. They just knew I was in the area. So, Mike, I want to get your opinion on this. What do you think about this just tyrannical, illegitimate regime just trampling all over our rights and not adhering to our demands and requests? You know, I think most people out there, the voters, I think they can't even fathom the reality 
of how far we've slid back as a country. What I mean by that is the, the voters out there, you know, and the people who, you know, turn into the tune into the flyby news like, you know, Fox and whatever, you know, they can't even fathom. And that's why they don't put it in the show. They can't fathom that our country right now is in an unrecognizable state. We're no longer the great shining city on the hill we were. We are now not in, a, in an administration. We're, we are under a regime, the Biden regime. OK, they stole an election. And people can't even wrap their minds around that. They go, oh, there's election fraud. But they stole the election. They absolutely did. And then people go, oh, I can't even believe that. How could that happen in America? Wait, wait, wait. They're locking up political dissidents in a jail without letting them see their lawyers, without any due process, without having, I mean, we were RSB and we went to the, to, the, uh, to the jail and the lawyers couldn't get in. The media couldn't get in. People out there can't even fathom the reality. So what they're doing is so out of the norm, so out of bounds that the regular people out there go, no, 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 this can't be. They can't be doing that. It's so egregious that they're getting away with it. It's so bad and so far from reality right. that that's how they get away with it. And people go, no, 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 in the USA, it, that can't happen. That can't happen. But if they look under the layers of what's going on, they would see for years and years what the FBI, what the CIA, all these, now that we're saying it, we're going to get on some kind of list. But they're going to see that if they look into it. But most people don't have time to look into that, Jeremy. They're just trying to stay afloat and deal with the inflation and fill up their oh, gas. Oh, yeah, bank. I know. They don't I have know. time to see what's going on. I know. Well, here's the thing. It's like they 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 worry about the 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 symptoms of the disease, but they don't even know how to. It's like uh, I'll worry about cancer when it comes. I won't try to stop it because we can't. Right. Well, we can stop this cancer. Matter of fact, we have laws that can stop this cancer. We have the ability to stop this cancer. But like you said, nobody knows that it exists and nobody knows how to stop it. Well, the everyday average person doesn't know. And that's why we're going to build a we're going to build a video here. And I want all you guys involved, too, that, that are, that are going to be on the network. And we're going to go through every single way that they cheated in layman's terms in a very simple way that people can understand it and we're going to compare it with the laws that they broke because it's not very difficult you know i get so ticked off even like even the great carrie lake when she was asked in the debate stage how is the how is the election stolen how we she says we've seen the proof we've seen the evidence well what proof what evidence turn it in that's what these that's what her debate uh opponent said right then and there i would have looked at her and i would have said is it legal in the state of Pennsylvania to accept mail-in votes seven days after the election day. Well, I don't know. Well, I know. Here's the law. I'll bring it up on my phone. It's on the books right now. That law was violated. Do we obey laws or do we not? Well, it was coronavirus. I don't care if it was coronavirus or if it was batwing virus or Fauci virus. I don't care what it's called. Long story short, you either follow laws or you don't. And, that, and, and, and you just go through line item like that. You don't have to do the Mike Lindell symposiums that people don't understand. You don't have to get into the specifics of the Dominion machines that nobody understands. Just do what, just show them what laws were broke. It's that simple. And we're going to yeah. do that. You're going to do that. We're all going to do that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, just right on its face, the fact that the state legislators changed election law unilaterally can't, you can't, or the governors did, yeah, rather, the governors, without, state, not, not without, state the, without the state, yes. without the state yes. legislators doing it. Governor can't do it unilaterally. Boom, elections invalid on its face. Secondarily, did anybody see 
the uh, the hearings in the Arizona State House with the audit findings. OK, and it wasn't just cyber ninjas. It was Dr. Shiva and those people talking about the numbers, literally the numbers that don't make any sense, the duplicates and the triplicates and the people that voted. How is that not the evidence right there? So either Dr. Shiva is lying and he should be hauled off and put into prison legitimately or people are just denying the fact. The fact that you had duplicate voters, triplicate voters, you had people registered at empty lots and all these other things that were literally spelt out and put there pure as plain as day evidence on the table in the Arizona State House when they had that uh, hearing. That's that's the proof right there. But people and when you saw the, the the fake news, right, the mainstream media, did anybody report on that, Jeremy? Did anybody put that on TV? Did anybody play any of the snippets or the clips of that? No, because they don't want the people to know. They don't want them to know because they don't want to open it up and they don't want to have to get into explaining the Dominion stuff and the other things. So the simple things, the things that literally are enough to tip it the other way, they don't even touch that when it's evidence and it's as plain as day. And it was presented in Arizona. You literally had the cyber and the ones with the the examinations of mail-in ballots. And that was enough to turn over Arizona. I'd imagine it's enough to turn over all the other states as well. Well, here's the thing, too, uh, Mike, is that uh, a lot of people think they, the Democrats and the lefts and the, the, all the people that were involved in stealing this election, they want you to look at Dominion. That's why Dominion's filing these billion-dollar lawsuits. They know they're not going to win them. They know they're not going to win them. They want you looking at Dominion because Dominion isn't how they definitively stole the election. Dominion was a piece of how they stole the election. The primary piece of how they stole the election was mail-in ballots, period. That is where they stole the election. Yes, they changed some votes here and there on Dominion. I'll get it. I get it. But the primary uh, way they stole this election was coronavirus, mail-in ballots, ballot harvesting, 2,000 mules, nailed it. If you really want to know how they stole the election... 2,000 mules, magnify that by 50 states. That's how they stole the election. And somebody said something yesterday, Mike. It took 2,000 mules to install one jackass into office, right? That's exactly right. And that's right. pretty much... And, and, that, and that's... A, so as you said, all these things, the symposiums, all this, all it needs to be is enough to overturn, right? So when you have a couple of thousand votes that decide the outcome of a state and you can verifiably prove through 2,000 mules and other ways that it is irrefutable, the evidence is there, what, why aren't they doing it? Why are people saying there's no proof? Why do people go in the debate stage against Carrie Lake and say, where's your proof, Carrie? And she's saying there is proof and there is proof that everyone can see, but no one wants to touch it or do anything about it. That's why, because they don't want to do anything right. about it. They know it's there. So, I mean, listen, I, in the future, this is the playbook. I mean, this is what they do to steal elections in other countries, mass mail-in ballots. The State Department is put out memos and white pages on this for years yep. that these autocratic regimes, when they rig elections for a dictator who wins with 95 percent of the vote, you know, for the for the last 50 years, they use mail in ballots. They say, oh, he's so amazing. He's so popular. That's what they did with Joe Biden in his decrepit, un- inaudible state. He said, oh, let's do a bunch of mail in ballots and get him in. And unfortunately, if we don't step up and stop the mail in ballots completely, they're going to do it in any election that they need to tip it over can't let them do mail-in ballots. we well, got to put an end to that. Missouri, election day, not election month. Missouri did it. Missouri put a stop to it. They said no more. They shut them down. No more election ballots. I mean, unless there's unless it's a provisional ballot and then that person needs to come back in later with any kind of proof that they have or else their vote won't count. They're literally held separate. Those provisional ballots in Missouri will now be held separate. Other than that, no, mal- no mail-in ballots. And that's the way it needs to be. Stop doing it from home. I mean, come on. We didn't do that for how long? And now we just started doing it. And all of a sudden, we got uh, a guy who can't fill five circles. 
as president. You know what I mean? It doesn't it doesn't make any sense. Uh, can I hold you over for one more story? Yeah, I absolutely. You okay, with that? Yeah. okay. I want to get into this story uh, now, and this is what's going on in Europe. Europe's collapsing. Look, the financial market in Europe is collapsing. Their 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 euro is collapsing. The pound that's collapsing. Uh, their policies are collapsing. Boris Johnson is on his way out. You know what I mean? He came in, talked a good game. He was definitely yeah. Look, Europe has its own rhinos too, folks. Europe has its own rhinos, too. Boris Johnson was one of those. You see how he was all big, bad, and tough with Trump? Oh, you got the two hair brothers. They talk the same. They look the same. As soon as Trump was gone, oh, Boris Johnson didn't look and talk the same as Trump anymore, did he? No. He started looking and talking like Justin Trudeau. He started locking everybody down, forcing vaccines. He started doing, like, the worst things you could possibly do. a matter of fact, I thought he was truly a Klaus Schwab lackey. I really thought that he was some Klaus Schwab lackey, and now he's on his way out. He's resigning. Why? Because more people have resigned, more MPs have resigned in uh, British Parliament uh, just now than in any time in history. So it's either that they're jumping ship or that they're being pushed out by the NWO, and if it wasn't for the global implications that this has, because we're completely connected with them now through the... through. Uh, through uh, NATO and everything else, and how the fact that we they're trying to create our own Western Hemisphere EU, and they're modeling it after the EU. My thing is, look, I could care less what happens in Britain. I could care less what happens in Europe. I don't care if the guy was ran out be, uh, from globalists or if he was if he's running because he sucks. Uh, it, that's Britain. Who cares about Britain, right? But it does have global implications, and it is a model to look at as what's going to happen here next. Do you have thoughts on what's going on in Britain and in Europe right now? Yeah, I mean, Boris Johnson used to be, as you said it, Boris Johnson used to be, oh, he's like the Trump on the other side of the pond, right? But it, it goes to show you, Boris Johnson, as soon as Trump was gone, how easily co-opted he was. It's almost like he was being used the entire time. Oh, he's going to be the guy who's going to be like Trump to make Trump feel good. And as soon as Biden is in there, you have him going on a camera saying, we need a more gender neutral, uh, yeah. uh, you know, G7 and just spouting out all these ridiculous. It's almost like he was told what to say. And then he was trying to get all the lines out. We've played clips of them on my show before. So I think Boris Johnson has been a prop from the start. They had it believe, OK, he's going to be, you know, Trump's in office. we got to give him a guy who he thinks is going to be his friend. Let's have Boris Johnson play that role. And the minute Biden gets installed, you see Boris Johnson totally turn. Totally so perhaps flip. a lot of people that were working in the administration, I see they're they're resigning in a mass exodus. Perhaps they're waking up too because those are people who are you know have staffed the administration. They're saying, listen, this is not the guy that we signed up to work for. This is not the conservative party of the UK that we thought. So we got to get out of here. So it's crumbling. It's falling apart. And a guy who's so phony like that, when everybody else around him is stepping out of it and, and going away, what can he do? He has no ideas. He's not original. So I'm very disappointed in Boris Johnson. He's been, I think, the greatest international disappointment because he did have us fooled. A lot of people, yeah. you probably, Jeremy, were like, oh, this guy's pretty cool. And then all of a sudden, he started to change and change. And it almost was embarrassing when he tried to get out these talking points about a more gender-inclusive, equal, transgenders in the administration, all these things he was talking about. And it's like, what are you, just going down a laundry list, making uh, up for lost time know. when you what, were pretending to be a Trump guy? Like, come on, he's you, a fake. We got to watch out for those It was like, what'd people. you do? What'd you do, go camping with Justin Trudeau and Joe Biden this weekend and exchange, uh, you know, dysfunctional family stories? Like, what the what the yeah. heck is going on here? Uh, no, I, I could care less about uh, what goes on there, except for the fact that we're such a uh, globally dependent 
uh, you know, country these days. We're not leading. We're following. I mean, just go down the list of everything that we are number not one in, and it's everything. You know what I mean? The only thing that we're number one in is corruption. The only thing that we're number one in is human trafficking, child trafficking, invasion at the southern. We're number one in all that. Yeah. We're number one yeah. in fentanyl deaths. We're number one in that. But we're and not. So you know, it, I just want to see these other countries put their own countries first. I think it's great. You put America first. We put America first. You put the UK. You put UK first. But Bolsonaro in Brazil, a great example. Brazil first. If every country is doing it the way they're supposed to and act in the best interest of their own people, that's how you have a good fair trading system and these other things. But when we sell out to other countries yep. and we make these globalist pack deals, these packs, that's when we as American people lose every single time. And that's this new world order, the liberal world order. And yeah. that's what we have yeah. to fear the most. The, is the liberal globalism. world order, a, a, a world full of skirt wearing, pink hat wearing, screaming at the sky, tight, skinny jeans, you know, Black rims, uh, glasses, ponytails, and man buns. That's the upside down twerking. You saw the state set upside down twerking. That's the future. That's the future. That's the liberal world order. And the crazy (laughs) thing about it is, is she thinks that's going to get her votes. Like, like, like she thinks that the people that are watching that, the people that love twerking, right? And the people that are in that club, they're going to say, you know what? Today's the day I'm going to vote for the first time. I'm going to go out and I'm going to vote for her. I'm going to register. I'm going to drive to the polls. I'm going to skip work that day or at least leave work. And I'm going to go vote for that disgusting upside down twerking state oh senator. God, that's dis- all the all the normal working class rank and file people of Rhode Island can totally relate to that. It's totally relatable. <laughs> yeah, totally relatable. Anyway, hey, Mike, hey, it was a blessing and an honor to have you here for the first time here on Live from America. I know there's so much more greatness to come as you uh, debut your show here. Unafraid. With Mike Crispy here very shortly. And uh, is there anything you'd like to say on your way out? The floor is yours. Listen, we're, we're in the studio today for the first time since uh, the election. Um, so for those out there, ran for Congress, came in a close second. We'll do it again sometime. But I'm so honored to be back in the show. I'm so honored to be joining you on Live from America Rumble. We're doing some things in the studio today. Got my producer, Frankie, here. We're working on some stuff. It's going to be a lot of fun. So stay tuned because it's about to get really really interesting so (laughs) love life from america it's great to be with you hey man thank you so much god bless you and i'll talk to you soon okay all right all right all right folks there is mike crispy again some of you know him from his rsbn days follow him on all of his social media platforms instagram facebook if he's there uh you know get her everywhere else he's a firebrand i love the guy i think he's perfect a perfect fit for live from America, LFA TV. Uh, so his show will be uh, on LFA TV. And, and like I said, we're going to have constant programming here all day. You want real, you want courage, courageous people, patriotic people who are willing to fight for this country? That's who we're building here. No farting around, no messing around, no crybaby rhinos, no uh, cowards. It's all about pedal to the metal, Make America great again. America first people right here on LFA TV. And I'm super, super great, uh, uh, grateful that, he, uh, that he's going to join. And tomorrow, tomorrow, folks, somebody says no farting around. Oh, it's Eli. No farting around. LOL. Yeah, he's a cool guy. Tomorrow we're going to have Benny Harmony on. And she's also going to have a show here on Live from America or LFA TV. So uh, we'll, we'll welcome her as well. Let's move on, folks. Let's move on. We're going to stay over in Europe for a little bit. Because uh, we got to talk about, uh, we got to go off of what I said yesterday. I told you that the data, more and more data was coming out about these vaccines. And more and more data is showing that they were bad news bears, folks. And I'm, I got to tell you, I, I don't, I, 
we're not the I told you so people because there's so much people there's so many people at risk. Okay? There's risk to taking this vaccine. And so many people had no choice. Well, I won't say they had no choice. We all have a choice, but you get what I'm saying. All right? But now, folks, last night, the director general of the Danish Health Authority admits that vaccinating kids was a big mistake. Now, when you've got health departments from around the world showing you these bad reports, uh, analysis, uh, analysts from all over the world showing you the, uh, the stats and the analytics of what's going on with this vaccine, and it's all bad news and uh, bears, and you got this guy right here, Soren Braustrom, coming out saying it was a very bad mistake in Denmark to, uh, to vaccinate children. Well, he's not saying that just because he's on your side. But he came out last night on Go Evening Live TV, and he asked if the vaccinating children was a mistake. And uh, based on information, uh, he says it is inappropriate to immunize all children, according to this director general of Denmark's health authority, Soren Borstrom. With what we know today, yes, he says, it was a mistake. With what we knew then, no, that was the answer then. But what we know now, it, it was a mistake. And that is why you don't play games with vaccines, you guys. That is why we've never done it in the past. And that's why we knew as soon as they were doing it now, there was something nefarious going on. I'll never forget the day my wife looked at me and said, it's a virus. Let it run its, co- let it run its course. She said that like a week after we started freaking out about it. She says, it's a virus, people. I might not be a, vi- a virologist or a biologist, but I'm telling you as a mother and as a human being who's lived on this earth with eyes and ears and who takes information in and understands what we do, it's a virus, she said. Let it run its course. And of course, the world kind of you know melted down, locked down, masked up, freaked out. And now, if we would have just done the things the way they were supposed to be done, we wouldn't have somebody saying, well, at the time, the answer was no, it wasn't a mistake. But now we look at it and it was. Hey, numbnuts, it either was or it wasn't. It either was or it wasn't. You can't say, well, then it wasn't, but now it is. But the very, but the very fact that he's saying now it's a huge mistake, it goes to tell you everything you need to know. He said, in hindsight, we did not get much out of vaccinating children, he responded. I want to look at all parents of children who vaccinated their children and, and, and look them in the eye and say, you did the right thing then, and thank you for listening. But now, at the same time, he says, at this, uh, and this is the important thing to maintain confidence, I will admit and say that we have become wiser, and we would not do the same thing today, and we will not do that in the future, he added. You didn't get wiser. You didn't get wiser wisdom is something that happens as you go through things and you get wisdom out of experience. We had the wisdom, idiot. We had, we knew what to do. We literally bypassed everything that we knew. We bypassed all of our wisdom from the past. We forgot about it. We ignored policy and procedure. We literally acted like we have never seen the flu before ever. You can't say it, was a mis- it wasn't a mistake then, but it's a mistake now. It was a mistake always. It was a mistake always. How hard is that to admit? Just admit you were wrong. Just admit you were wrong. Now let's come back to the United States of America to continue talking about this stupid virus 
that everybody freaked out about over nothing because our government lied to us. The world governments lied to us. And people will say, well, why would they, wor- why would they lie worldwide in order to steal just the election in the United States of America? Well, let me tell you why. Because if you steal the election in the United States of America, you steal the world. And you can't pull off a heist like that unless the world is in agreement with you. That is why they did it. Because you are the leader of the free world. And when you steal America, you steal the world. That's why the world did it. L.A. judge, a Los Angeles judge, has now ruled that a school district has zero, let me say that again, zero authority to mandate vaccines on students. And we're talking about COVID vaccines. An L.A. Superior Court judge has dealt a major blow to the communists running the city and the state with a ruling that they have no authority to issue vaccine mandates on their students. Judge Mitchell Beckloff ruled in favor of the father of a 12-year-old student who challenged the L.A. Unified School District COVID-19 vaccine mandate, finding it clashed with state laws. The father, known as G.F., filed the case on October 8th on behalf of himself and his son, a Science Academy STEM magnet school student. The father maintained that the state and not the LAUSD is authorized to issue vaccine ma- vaccination mandates and requirements that unvaccinated pupils attend independent learning classes outside campuses violates the state's education code. Uh, and this was reported first by Fox 11, which was a local affiliate there. The judge also noted in his ruling that if the son remains unvaccinated, he will be forced to leave the academy under the mandate and be subject to a different curriculum. Beckloff said that although the California Board of Education's authority is great, it is not unlimited. The judge also found that the student vaccine resolution conflicts with state law and clashes with the state health safety code by not allowing exemptions for personal beliefs. So there you go. A big win. For more uh, families out there who are finally with data that we didn't have before that we wouldn't have had to really bring up if they'd done it the right way are winning in courts. And this is why it's so important, folks, to keep your foot on the gas. Patriot Donnie, I lost three friends in the last month due to the jab. Now, I don't think he needs to explain to us how he lost them, but the fact that he lost them is key. So keep fighting, folks. Keep fighting. A couple more stories here, and then we're going to end for the day, okay? Um, I, wanna, I tell you all the time how important this show is, how important the future of this show is. That's why when you can find yourself, uh, find yourself in, a, in a position to help fund the show, it's that important. Why? Because if it wasn't for this alternative news universe that we have built, we would have already lost this country. It'd be gone. If you didn't have Real America's Voice News, this country would be gone already. It would be so far down the tubes right now, we would not be able to maintain or get it back. If it wasn't for Ben Berkwam being able to report what's going on in the southern border, we would not be able to hang treasonous elected officials in the future. If it wasn't for people like Mike Crispy, places like RSPN, we would be in a 10 times deeper hole than we're in right now. That is how important Live from America and others like this show are. And I'm going to give you an example of how important it is. 
Look at what happened with the school boards. Look at what happened with critical race theory and CRT implementation all over the country. Look how we stalled that. Look at what happened with all of these school boards and all of these schools with all these transsexual and sexualized children's books in kindergarten libraries. Look how fast we got them removed. Look how fast we're exposing all these drag queen, storybook, woketopia, uh, men in thong storybook hours at libraries to kindergartners. Look how fast we're exposing and stopping this and stopping it right in its tracks. Well, folks, I'm proud to announce that another children's LGBTQ drag queen advocate has now been charged with child pornography for their pedophile disgusting ways. They told you forever that marijuana was a gateway drug to other drugs. Well, you want to know what's a gateway to having sex with children? Drag queen shows. And, that is, and this is exactly why we're so important for exposing these people. And we've showed this person before and we'll show them again, unfortunately. But one of Pen- Pennsylvania's popular drag queens, an LGBTQ youth advisor, has been charged with 25 counts of child pornography. He allegedly obtained dozens of photos, videos, and nude underage, of nude underage boys performing sex acts. How sick is that? According to the Pennsylvania Attorney General's office, Bryce Williams, the drag queen known as Anastasia Diamond, which we've reported on Exposed here before, is reported to have downloaded dozens of photos and videos of underage boys performing sex acts between May and December of 2020 let's go ahead and pull this uh let's go ahead and pull this loser up on 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 the so people can see talk about a disgusting disgusting person here it is right here check this out there it is there's price williams anastasia mr mrs pedophile of pennsylvania charged with 25 counts Williams has been celebrated in the state's trend of over-sexualizing children through public and private venues. He has been a prominent figure in the state's focus on celebrating alternative lifestyles and transgender rights. And now he can be a prominent figure on how to pick up the soap, which I'm sure he'll like. I don't care. It's because of Live from America that that scumbag has a magnifying glass so big on him that he gets caught with this kind of crap. How many children did we save? Thank you, God. How many future children did we save from being raped? All glory and thank you, God. Let's just thank God Almighty that people like uh, you, people like Bannon, people like Charlie Kirk, people like Mike Crispy, shows like this actually help because we got another scumbag off the streets. How about you be a prominent figure on how to pick up soap? Maybe you can put out videos on how to do that. Peace. Anyway, folks, yesterday I reported to you, we're almost done, and I, I thank you for staying here, and I apologize for being so late uh, today, but yesterday I told you the Democrats were distancing themselves from Joe Biden, and yesterday an angry Democrat by the name of Tim Ryan, who has an IQ of about 75, actually distanced himself from the president's visit yesterday, saying he had an unavoidable scheduling conflict. Yeah, right. Okay, we believe you on that one. I've got an unavoidable scheduling conflict, and I, uh, I can't make it. Sorry. <laughs> well, anyway, that didn't stop Joey Applesauce from giving probably the most boring speech of all time, jumbled together with words you'll never understand and phrases like, uh, I don't know, this one. 
I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international effort to pressure. He did something really odd yesterday and awkward, even for Joey Applesauce, even for Captain Corn Pop. What you're about to see and hear was very, very odd. Captain Corn Pop was giving his lame, old, boring speech like he always does anyway. You know the thing! Up on stage in Ohio, and a phone started ringing in the front row, I believe. And he said, it's probably Trump calling me to tell me what kind of a dumpster fire I've created. It is so weird that he said what he said. Watch this, folks. Spouse of the home in your community. You worked and lived for your whole life. But the reality is, for so many people, the goalposts keep moving. Unfortunately, that's probably Trump calling me. If he's that, I'm not lying. I hear, I hear that sound there. Unfortunately, this happens to people who need it most. Working people in this country. A lot of po- Why would he say that? Why would he say that's probably Trump calling me? If you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, then you ain't black. <laughs> Weird. Think about it for a minute. Just try to think about it. That's probably Trump calling me. I heard the thing there, the thing. Well, it's called the phone there, Joe. That's probably Trump calling me. Why? Why? To give you a heads up that you're about ready to be handcuffed? What in the heck is that guy talking? That's probably Trump calling me. What are you talking about? I thought you were going to take Trump out behind the woodshed and beat him up. That's probably Trump calling me. What are you talking about? Why? Why Why would you even say that? Now, I would understand if you were saying that as like a uh, punchline to a joke or if you were talking about something that it had something to do with Trump possibly calling you or you talking to Trump. I was having a conversation with Trump. Oh, that's probably him calling me. That would make sense. That guy's shot, folks. Because just to say that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. What a moron. He thinks he's a jokester. You're right. He thinks he's a jokester. You are right, Denise. But he's really just a joke. You're not a jokester. You're a joke. I got two more quick things to get here. First one is Ben Berkwam. Ladies and gentlemen, do you know where Ben Berkwam is today? Ben Berkwam is at the governor's mansion in Texas. He is there at the governor's mansion waiting to confront Governor Greg Do-Nothing Abbott. Okay, just because you're in a wheelchair doesn't mean you can't do something. Do something. You had state representatives, Chip Roy, people with power. You had sheriffs. You had DAs. You had lawyers. You had so many people declare that the invasion of America was happening in Texas. And you've been silent. So Ben Berkwam is actually at the governor's mansion today waiting to ask Governor Greg Abbott why he's such a do-nothing piece of crap rhino. You get the endorsement from Trump, but yet you can't do nothing when it actually counts. Big shout-out to Ben Berkwam, who deserves the Medal of Honor, not the Pulitzer Prize, not some kind of joke news reporter uh, award that nobody gives a crap about. He deserves the Medal of Honor for what he's done. Here is a new video sent to us by our friend and our brother from another mother, Ben Berkwam, about what's going on in the Eagle Pass. Check out the line of hundreds of invaders to this country sent to me by Ben Berkwam. Oh, let's bring that back. Here we go. Bring that back. There it is. There it is, folks. 
Look at that. Does it look like an army? Look at that. All waiting for their free ride into the interior. Look at all those men, able-bodied men. Wow. And you know what? You want to know something? Yesterday, our producer here on Live from America, producer Eli, he made a good point. He said, look, if all these people are going to be coming in anyways, why doesn't Ben tell them, hey, you like communism and socialism? No, no, no. Just like he did yesterday and said, good, while you're here and the Democrats push you to vote, vote for Trump. Otherwise, you're coming right to the same country you left. So if you're going to vote illegally, at least vote for Trump. Why not? Give them vote. Give them Trump voter registration cards. If they're going to vote illegally, at least let them know that the Democrats here are the same communists and Marxists that they're running from. Probably not a bad idea, Eli. And you want to know something else? Check this out. If Eli's idea works and Ben gets them on camera and say, hey, who are you going to vote for illegally now that you're here? And they say, El Trumpo, Trump, we vote for Trump. Watch how fast the, the White House shuts down the border. Watch how fast the White House shuts down the border. If you get every day, Ben gets a video saying we're here to vote for Trump. You know how fast the Democrats would shut down that border and finish Trump's wall? I am going to call Ben and tell him to just get videos of it, whether it's real or not. Get videos of it, Ben. Say we're here to vote for Trump and watch how fast they close that in in southern uh, border. It's reverse psychology and it's done on even the dumbest children. So it'll work on a Democrat. You can bet your butt. All right, folks, we're going to end the day today. We're going to end the day today talking about farmers because we know that the trucker convoy up in Canada was phenomenal. We were inspired by them. It gave us courage. It gave us hope. Trucker convoy in America, not so much. But we have to look around the world because there's other patriots out there willing to stand up, willing to fight for their country, willing to fight for what's right. And now farmers from around the world are rising up. Farmers in the Netherlands, farmers in Poland, farmers in uh, um, uh, Ireland. Farmers are rising up everywhere because they know these globalists are there to take their land, steal their land, and control the food, and they're not having it. Here's a great scene from Poland of farmers rising up. Polish farmers rising up, Netherland farmers rising up, causing roadblocks everywhere, blocking the police from even moving at all with all of their big rig farming uh, farming equipment. Folks, you're not going to do this. You, the NWO, you think you've got a control on everything? It's not happening. We're going to rise up and squash you all like the little bugs, like the little ants, the little cockroaches that you are. And a cockroach can survive a nuclear blast, but a globalist cannot survive the boot of a patriot on their neck. And that's exactly what we're coming for. So arm up. Arm up. Because farmers, truckers, patriots, veterans, marine, uh, military men and women, marines, army, air force, doesn't matter what country, we're coming. We're rising up and we're taking back what is ours. Amen? All right, folks, that is going to do it for this show today for Live from America. Folks, remember, there are right ways and wrong ways. But there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest out. And keep your head up high. Because you are a child of God. And no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. Remember, go to JeremyHarrell.com today. Autographed CDs are there. 
But if you want a chance at winning a free one, then get people to follow the Rumble page. 30,000, and we start giving them away. Anyway, folks, remember, keep a smile on your face, keep your families close, and keep spreading that gospel. Armor of God, baby, available now. Go out there and check it out. God bless. See you tonight at 5 p.m. Peace.